Welcome to Fountain Springs Online. At Fountain Springs, we believe in showing unconditional love, irrational generosity, and being unwavering in our mission to show people who Jesus is. We are one church in multiple locations that exists to help grow and guide your relationship with Jesus. We are so glad you've joined us today, and we hope that we can encourage, challenge, and support you in your walk with Jesus. Feel free to join us this coming weekend at any of our locations and services, or call or email us so we can help you in any way. We are so glad that you've joined us today at Fountain Springs Online. Now let's turn our attention to this week's message. this land, me and you. We'll end up hand in hand, somewhere down on the sand, me and you. Just as free, free as we'll ever be. us free, free as we'll ever be, we drive until the city lights until the country sky me and you lay underneath the harvest moon do all the things that lovers do me and you just as free
Travel all across this land, me and you. Well, if you've uh, been a part of the series, I hope you've enjoyed it. Uh, most of us love music uh, for some different reason. Some of you are like, finally, country music. Finally, we got there. And some of you are like, I, I was hoping we wouldn't go there at all. That's, I don't know what kind of music you listen to, but I can tell you this about music. Is that it shapes us. It actually often says things that we don't have the words for it. So we'll listen to certain music for the certain mood that we're in or where we want to be. And, and we'll play that music. So if you studied music, you would find that there's seven major themes to it. Seven regarding lyrics, the seven major themes. And, and we've been going through them. And oh, this is a fun one. If you, if you miss the lyrics, I'll bring them up again just to give us some clarity. So, so we live out in our old van. Hmm. Dreams come true. Travel all across this land, me and you, and we'll end up hand in hand somewhere down on the sand. Just me and you, just as free, free as we'll ever be. Some of you, this is your dream. It's called freedom. If you look at a lot of the lyrics that you and I love, it, it's rooted in freedom or lack of freedom. We, we live life now. You and I have a craving. If you flip it, that's why if anyone ever takes some of your freedom, well, those are fighting words. You and I have grown up always wanting freedom. If you remember when you had a curfew and you're like, why do I have to have a curfew? When there were rules and regulations in school and at home and all over the place, some of you don't like your jobs because of all that. Freedom's a big deal to you and I and especially as Americans, or should I say, as Americans. <laughs> you and I love freedom. It seems like, well, of course, but you need to know that everyone on this planet is not free. Not everyone gets to enjoy what we get to enjoy. Freedom is a big deal, and you and I were actually born in a country that I think even prioritizes it more than the average part of the globe. Fact, if you were to study, I, I know most of us sat in class, but some of us slept or arrived late or, or we didn't, we skipped the class. You and I were taught growing up about some of the value systems of our freedom as a nation, and they go deep. Well, one of my favorite quotes, I love quotes, here's one of my favorite. Give me liberty or give me death. Like there's just two options. And I know you know this, or maybe you skipped that class, but your teacher brought that up. 
Any good teacher brings this quote up from Patrick Henry, and you're like, that's awesome. But we don't all know the context of this, and it's important. Patrick Henry said that phrase, give me liberty or give me death, at the very end of a speech. He was, he was in a church. He was in a church, and he was giving a speech. There's different uh, different stories about this story and some say they didn't see a physical manuscript speech it seemed to be like just spouting from the heart so he gives this incredible speech and lands on I don't know what you're gonna do but give me liberty or give me death I mean I could can imagine being in that moment but you may not understand fully about Patrick Henry See, Patrick Henry, he valued freedom at a level that, well, was extreme. If you, if you don't know, the Constitution, okay, the important document, right, that many people are like, don't change that, don't, don't. That's, that's like a holy document to some. Do you, do you know that he refused to sign it? See, some of you are like, well, I don't like him anymore. I'm done. No. He, he didn't want to sign it because he thought the Constitution that we have limited our freedoms. He was so like, we got to be free. He was concerned that the king of England would oppress us. He's like, I want to be free. And I think you and I, when you, when you wake up, whether you know it or not, you hope you're going to have freedom that day. And you and I begin to walk this freedom out different ways. In fact, uh, many of you are walking your freedom out by serving in the military. It's awesome. My grandpa, he was in the Navy, and he didn't tell us a whole lot of stories. Uh, in fact, we would ask, and he would change the subject. He saw things I can't imagine. But it, I remember talking to him, like, why why did you do that? I mean, I remember, Grandpa, war seems scary. Why, why did you? I have other friends who have joined the military, and and, and from my vantage point, I was never in the military. There's some intimidation there. And, I, and I've heard this over and over. Maybe, maybe you've seen this, heard this. Simple statement, maybe worded a little bit different in a different context. But like, why are you in the military? Why are you, and I would get this answer. I will fight for freedom by serving my country. Most of us have heard this. Like, yep, get it, like it. And then we're like, this is awesome, right? But when you see it on a screen, there's... There's a couple things that should stand out to you. The fact that the word freedom and serving are in the same sentence. See, I would tell you, most of my friends have told me that are in the military, they would, they would classify, there's two different words that would classify a lot. Uh, it's servanthood and freedom. At the same time. Now, most of us don't see it that way in real life, but, but, but I'm telling you, servanthood, this idea of serving, serving people, serving a country, and, and, and serving, service to someone, and freedom, making sure that freedom's there. My grandpa talked about it. The idea that he wanted to live in a country that was free, and that would require to live in that freedom, servanthood. So you and I, can, we can understand this in the context of military and armed forces. You and I get this, we're like, yep, yep, yep. Let me show you, and I think this will help a little bit. We get it when it comes to the military. We don't always get it when it comes to real life. In fact, here's how most of us see it. We see them as in opposition of each other. 
That either we're in servanthood, either we are in servanthood, either we are serving someone, or we are free. (laughs) We let our military folks, our our political officials, our public servants, yes, good for you, but I'm going to live my life this way, and most of us see it as odds. If you don't know why we see this at odds, I can go more nerdy for you and walk out some different words that maybe you and I are actually walking out. There's actually a battle between limitation and autonomy. And right now, many of us are saying, I want freedom, when you're actually saying you want autonomy. And they are very different. We don't like limitations. No, most of us are like, man, I just need some more limitations. Most of us try to break out of that, right? Many of us think limitation is the opposite of freedom. And most of us think autonomy. If you could just, if you could just not have all the strings attached, all the rules and regulations, then we could be free. The problem is autonomy is dangerous. If you don't know about Patrick Henry, when he's like, you know, give me liberty, give me death. He was not saying, I don't want any limitations ever. He was not concluding that. But see, you and I hate limitations so much. You know that other people know that about you and I? That's kind of scary. In fact, car companies know that you hate limitations. I hate limitations. We can't stand it. We just want to be free. So they take what you and I want. They make a commercial, and you and I go buy whatever it is. It's awesome. I think think most recently, one of the best versions of this is Jeep. you got to see their attempt to get 40 grand out of your pocket. Take a look. This is my story. I was born in a hurry. The world made war. My parents made love. And I screamed into life. My mother was a free spirit. My father, gung-ho. Together, they were unstoppable. And I came along for the ride. The wind was always in my hair, dirt on my face, flies in my teeth. Did mom give me too much freedom? Did dad make me lust for too great an adventure? My scars and bruises tell their own story. So here's to you, mom and dad. Freedom and adventure. So there you go. All you got to do is buy a Jeep. (laughs) Thanks for coming today. In fact, if you work for Jeep, uh, you owe me a commission by the end of this week because that's that's people are coming to you. Um, do you. Do you find it fascinating that people who market things, who want you and I to buy things, what they're trying to leverage is you want freedom and all you got to do is have this. So you, you should know this about you and I. We have a temptation to think, it's a misperception, we think autonomy, the ability to go wherever we want, whenever we want to go there, however we want to go there, we begin to think that that is true freedom. But I would tell you, autonomy is going to lead you to a wreck. If you decide to cut everything off, all the people around you off for the sake of trying to discover freedom, then I'm going to tell you that you're going to find yourself in a mess of things. In fact, most of us, the messes that we've had in our lives is when we abandoned 
God's version of freedom. So that's what I want us to talk about. True freedom. And in fact, I'm going to bring you to the story of uh, Adam and Eve. See, Adam and Eve didn't like God's version of how freedom works out. In fact, they, uh, they kind of trashed the whole thing. Uh, we can blame it all on them, okay, if you want someone to blame. Uh, let, me, let me walk you into the story. Many of you will be familiar with this, but it helps. The Lord God placed the man in the Garden of Eden to tend and watch over it. Okay? Uh, but the Lord God warned him, you may freely eat the fruit of every tree in the garden, except, uh, if you're not translating, I got a limitation for you. Like, you have fun, but uh, except the tree of the knowledge of good and evil, uh, if you eat its fruit, you're sure to die. A limitation. Just think, but they're in paradise. It's amazing. Whatever. I mean, just imagine perfect. And that's where they were. And he says, okay, here's the deal. Uh, uh, There's some freedom here, but you got a limitation. And it made me think something. I'm reading the Bible and I'm like, huh. Were Adam and Eve free if God gave them limitations? It may be elementary to you, but it was helpful for me because I see it's like, can you have freedom and limitations Can they coexist? And see, if you missed the part that I really wanted you to see, I thought I would help you see it. It's in the story. Did some work to it. You may freely, freedom, you you have this freedom to just have a great time. But here's your limitation. See, many of us right now have bought a lie, a misperception that to do whatever you want to do, go wherever you want to go, just you make your own truth, your own rules, your own regulations, and you just live by what you want. Well, I can tell you something. You found yourself in some pretty precarious situations. All of us have been there, by the way. But if you've ever wanted to know, can you have freedom at the same time and have limitations? Well, Let's talk trains. I don't know if you like visuals. I do. I have to have them, or otherwise I will lose attention. The 1880 train, in case you're like, oh, I've seen that. I've, I've been on it. I hoped it, it would go faster. I like, I like fast, and it didn't really meet my expectations. My kids loved it. It probably would be dangerous if it went as fast as I thought it should go. But... Uh, you know, I'm, I am not an expert on trains, as you probably have already assumed. Uh, but I can tell you one thing about trains. They need tracks. I know it seems simple. But if you've never studied in history the, the development of the train system, you, you know what came first. They had to put the tracks down so that we could be free. So that you and I could go to places, that we could take products to places fast and efficiently and to go. This, this was our freedom, but you got to put the tracks down. Could a lesson in life that you and I often forget, could a lesson that you and I often forget in how to live life freely, could the lesson be, I actually need some limitations? Huh? But I think our problem arises, and we have no clue what limitations Different people put limitations on us. But we first have to accept that if we we don't accept that there are limitations, 
we find ourselves off the tracks, crashed on the side, and there's devastation. I've been there. I'm not going to tell you all the stories right now at all. We can swap stories later. I bet you got some stories too. When all of a sudden, you thought it would give you freedom. It was actually, you thought it was going to give you autonomy. But then you find yourself off the side of the tracks, tipped over, going, and, and I've hurt people, you've hurt people, we've, hurt, we've been hurt, and we find ourselves off the tracks going, what in the world happened? Well, we abandoned God's design for freedom. And that's exactly what Adam and Eve did. God says, all right, here's the tracks. I mean, the basic tracks. Uh, you know that one tree? Don't eat from it. You and I would be like, I wish that was just the one and only rule in life, right? And then just don't, don't leave the tracks. Well, they left the tracks, and they wrecked. They wrecked. And they found themselves after they ate the fruit. Well, I'll, I'll give you the words because they're profound. At that moment, their eyes were opened, and they suddenly felt shame. At their nakedness. I may not know you personally. But I know what you felt when you left the tracks. At some point you felt that. Because the devil is brilliant. At getting you and I to feel so much shame. Many of us right now are off the tracks. And shame dominates your thoughts. I don't want that for you. At that moment, their eyes were opened and they suddenly felt shame at their nakedness. So, they sewed fig leaves together to cover themselves. And ever since then, you and I have been trying to cover our shame. When you feel shame, you don't let people in. You don't let people know the details. You don't let people intervene. You cover and you cover and you lie, and you lie. When you have someone in your life leave the train tracks, I want you thinking about what your normal response is. Because if you're anything like me, when someone hurts me, when they do me wrong, I struggle with how to react what to do. And if you're like, well, what do I do? Hmm. Let me show you what God did. And the Lord God, and the Lord God, God Almighty, and the Lord God made clothing from, an ant, from animal skins for Adam and his wife. Now, a lot of times, we read that, we're like, so what? No. And the Lord God made clothing from animal skins. The only way he got those animal skins was to sacrifice an animal. God sacrificed his own creation. But what's beautiful about this is he doesn't sit there and scream and scream and scream at Adam and Eve. He's like, you feel shame. Let me help you with your shame. If you want to know how God sees what you did wrong, how you left the tracks, sure he might be upset with it, but... But you've got to know he's not sitting there ready to just punish you. He, he knows you feel shame. And the Lord God did not send lightning down and strike Adam and Eve. 
He took care of their shame. Perhaps one of the most beautiful parts of the whole Bible. If you want to know how God sees your train wreck, that. Then the Lord God said, Look, the human beings have become like us, knowing both good and evil. What if they reach out? Take fruit from the tree of life, the eternity life. I actually have eternity, how live eternally, uh, and eat it. Then they'll live forever. So the Lord God banished them. And if, if somebody's like, well, see, there's the punishment. I knew it was coming. No, he set in a new limitation. And if you don't understand the limitation, why doesn't he let them kind of still hang out in the garden and eat fruit that would actually let them live forever? That means that they would live with a sinful nature forever. And he's like, I don't want you to have that. So the Lord God banished them from the Garden of Eden and he sent Adam out to cultivate the ground from which he had made. Before you and I talk about what God's limitations are in life, I wanted all of us to clearly understand that if you have wrecked, God still loves you. And he wants to restore you. And if you feel like, if you ever feel this, not now, but maybe later, that if you screw up and you're like, well, there's one place I can't go now. No. I hope you will resonate with the truth from God that this church is a safe place for you. And that we do not cast judgment and we will not throw shame on you. We will help you be restored, but it will require some new limitations. You see, I think limitations can create life. I think they can actually, the right ones, the right ones, can give you and I life, can actually help us explore life, live life, enjoy life, the, the full life that Jesus talked about. But they've got to be the right limitations. If, if you aren't full, like, well, like, what's that look like? Well, space. The final frontier. I've always wanted to say that. You didn't find it funny, but I enjoyed it. If you've ever wanted to go to space, as a kid, I wanted to go to space. I mean, that was like, that, what do you want to do with your life? Space. Didn't quite make the grades for that. Um, and then I also had the, the freeze-dried ice cream. I'm like, not as good as I thought it would be. Uh, no more space. But actually, I enjoy looking up in the sky. I, I love looking at the stars and the moon. They show me how mighty and big God is. But I think oftentimes when we think about space, we think of this idea of exploring the literally unmapped areas, places that we just dream of going or seeing. And, and if that's your dream, and if you don't wear a spacesuit. That dream will uh, end quickly. We know that, right? I mean, it sounds stupid to think that you can go to space without a space suit, right? Huh? Well, I would tell you it's equally stupid to live life without the right limitations. I like what Augustine uh, said. It crafts something. True freedom is not choice. Or lack of constraint, which most of us are like, well, that's, no. But being what you are meant to be. Being what you are meant to be. That's where we're getting to. What you're meant to be. Now, I would tell you that God made you. I don't know what you believe about God, but I will tell you uh, forever. God made you. God loves you. 
and, and he made you in his image. He made you in his image where you would, you would actually display a little bit of, of what he's like. So if you've ever read about Jesus, I hope you have. Jesus modeled in incredible ways what it's like to live a free life. And someone even asked him one time, like, hey, um, they didn't use these words, but, hey, Jesus, how do you, how do you live the free life? I mean, like, what's the rules of life? And he gave them. Jesus replied, okay, uh, you must love the Lord your God with all your heart, soul, and mind. This is the first and greatest commandment. If they're ranked, there you go. A second is equally important. Love your neighbor as yourself. The entire law and all the demands of the prophets are based on these two commandments. If you've ever been like, I don't like religion, too many rules, then you're like, that's good. It, if you've struggled with, like, how do I actually live life? How, what does God want? What's the free life look like? What well, looks like train tracks? And, and this is not my opinion. I'm not, I'm not trying to like, well, am I? No, life looks like train tracks. If you want to live truly a free life, Jesus said, well, well here you go. Um, love God. Love people. That's how to... That's how to live your life. That's how to live free. It's not overly complicated. So when you wake up in the morning, and if yesterday didn't go as well as it should have, you're like, how do I, how do I get back on the tracks? Huh? Love God, serve God. Love people, serve people. Let me give you some, some frames of, of reference from the Bible. I think this helps. Then Jesus said to his disciples, if any of you wants to be my follower, and what he's like, what's he leading them to? Freedom. If any of you wants to be my follower, you must give up your own way. In other words, serve God. Take up your cross and follow me. Jesus himself said, like, if you want freedom, you got to give up some of the things that you're craving. And Christians begin to grab a hold of this. It's really cool. The church began to grab a hold of this. And letters started getting sent to different churches, giving them instruction on how to live out loving God and loving others. And one of my favorite parts is in a letter written to the church in Corinth. Even though I am a free man with no master, I drive a Jeep. Okay, it doesn't say that. Even though I am a free man with no master, I have become a slave to all people. Some of you are like, I'm confused. Free man, slave. I have become a slave to all people to bring many to Christ. If, if you're missing it, I thought, what's a statement? could bring it together. Freedom is not guarding your own rights. It's giving them up to serve God and people. You will not hear that in marketing. 
But I will tell you from personal experience, some of the most freeing moments I have ever experienced have been moments when I've been able to serve my wife, serve my kids, even to serve someone I don't know. And in the moment, I don't feel bound in captivity. I feel free. Free to not have to have life be about me. Free to not be consumed by what expectations I have that are unmet. I'm telling you, there's a freedom in loving God and loving people. The train tracks of life. Who knew it was so simple? Well, God did. So question, simple question. Have your misperceptions about freedom kept you from being free? Has your pursuit for autonomy led you to captivity? Has you, have your pursuit of uh, fulfilling all of your desires, your cravings, going wherever you want, doing whatever you want, whenever you want, has it led you to captivity? Has the train wrecked? Or maybe for some of you, like, no, it hasn't wrecked yet, but it's shaky. Here's what I want us to do. I tried to build some time in for us to talk to God in a way that I hope, I hope it'll be a profound moment for all of us. You see, I can't fix any problems. I am not strong enough. I wish I were. <laughs> to place you back onto the train tracks, but God is. Jesus died for you. He paid the price for whatever you did to get off the train track. And he wants to restore you. But we learn how that begins is to confess to him, God, I'm sorry for, and you fill in the blank. I, I left the tracks. I'm sorry. So here's what I want us to do. Just to free you up from distraction, I'd like for you to bow your heads and close your eyes because I'm going to give you a moment to talk to God. That's what we're about to do. I'm not going to make you do anything crazy. I just want you to talk to God. And I think now is a great time to just privately have a conversation with God about the train tracks how you've loved him or how you haven't. How you have loved the people in your life that you've been around or maybe how you haven't. But I'm just gonna stop talking just for a few moments and give you this time to talk to God and he will put you back on those tracks if you confess to him.
God, thank you for freedom. God, thank you for the, man, the price you paid for our freedom. God, thank you for sending Jesus to die for our sins. God, we're sorry. I think all of us are sorry for the moments we thought you were wrong and we were right and we just left the tracks. God, for those right now who are on the side of the tracks, broken and hurting, Lord, would you take care of their shame? Would you forgive them and help them get restored? God, for those on the verge of leaving the tracks, would you correct them? Would you give them understanding, even promptings of, of how to live life? And Lord, I even pray for those who are on the other side. They've been wounded and hurt by someone who left the tracks. God, would you give us the grace that we don't feel. Help us to give us, give them grace, and give both grace and truth, grace and truth. God, help us to do that. But from the bottom of our hearts, Lord, thank you for freedom. It is amazing. Help us to be a group of people who serves you well and serves others well. We pray this in the name of Jesus. Amen.